Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. Twitter, I am Nairby. Instagram, I am Nairby. Twitch, Nairby Do. Follow me on all those places, won't you? That rhymes. And it's time for another episode of Bayside, buddy. It's episode 18. Today, we're starting season three of Saved by the Bell, baby. But before we do that, there was a trivia contest last week, wasn't there? Yeah. There was a trivia contest with a bonus question where the winners would be entered for their chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. I know you're all ready. You're all just waiting. You're dying to know the results. So we're going to do that first. $50 Amazon gift card. First of all, the quest, the bonus question was not word for word, but what it was, was in episode 14 of Bayside Buddy, I mentioned a 976 number called the Great Game Phone that I called as a kid. What was the full number? Well, the answer was 1976-8888. That's right. They even had a little jingle. One nine, the, oh, the Great Game Phone, it's 1976-8888. So that was the answer. And now it's time to find out who is going to win the $50 Amazon gift card as all the entries, all the entrants were given each assigned a number and each number, all the numbers are put into a random number generator. All I gotta do is push this button and whatever number wins is the winner and we're gonna do it right now, I'm so excited. So let's give the button a little click, here we go. Click, and there's the name, there's, well there's the number and whose number, okay, oh, oh there we go. We've got our winner. The winner of the $50 Amazon game card, the very first cereal and grape juice giveaway. The winner of the $50 Amazon gift card is... Can I get a drum roll? No? No drum roll? Alright, fine. The winner is... Nobody! Nobody? How can that be? Well, maybe it's because nobody entered. Nobody entered. For real. I mean, I see how many how many plays that each episode of see of Bayside Buddy get, how many plays, how many downloads. People were listening. People downloaded. Nobody wanted 50 bucks. Oh well, it must be nice to have so much money in your lives that you you just obviously just $50. That's beneath me. That's so beneath me. Who needs $50? So, there we go. $50, y'all had a whole freaking week, man. You had until freaking 12 p.m. Eastern today as I'm recording this. What was 12 p.m. Eastern? 12 p.m. Eastern was how many hours ago? Four, no, yeah, five hours ago. As it goes on 5 p.m. Eastern. Nobody. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do another contest at the end of season three, you know, or maybe not. You all are going to have, if, we, if I do decide to do another one, I'm going to make it even harder. Maybe the problem was, oh. I don't want to have to go back and listen to another episode of this crap show. Damn it. Well, the answer was like in the first 10 minutes of episode 14. That could have given you 50 bucks. But you're obviously all millionaires and don't need the money. So maybe we'll do another one at another time. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Anyway, you know what? I'm the winner. I get to keep that money. I'm going to spend it on crap. Well, We'll decide what we're going to spend it on. But until we decide, let's move on. You all make me... You're, this is for all of you. Boo! That's right. I wish I was as wealthy as you all apparently are. 
That's right. Nothing's for free in this world. You want to get 50 bucks from me, you're going to have to do a little work. 10 minutes of work is all it would have taken. Bayside Buddy, episode 18 of Saved by the Bell podcast. Today we start season 3 of Saved by the Bell. (sighs) I'm so disappointed in every one of you. Anyway, season 3, episode 1. This one is entitled The Last Dance, air date September 14th, 1991. There was like damn near a year of a break in between season 2 and season 3 that uh, I saw when I looked up all this stuff. So, yeah, but there's going to be some crazy stuff going on between these two episodes we're going to review here. We'll get to that. $50 down the drain. I should just withdraw $50 in cash and just leave it on an elevator. (laughs) All right, this one's called The Last Dance. We start in the halls of Bayside where Zach tells us that the Bayside costume ball is this week. And he plans on being voted king and for Kelly to be voted queen. Zach announces that he and Kelly are going to the costume ball as Romeo and Juliet. Jesse says that she and Slater are going as Cleopatra and Mark Antony. As Zach pokes fun at Slater because men in those days wore miniskirts. Kelly then says that she doesn't think she can go. Because costumes are expensive. And money is tight at home. And she should be looking for a job. So... So I guess Zach just sprung this on her at that moment, despite all the signs throughout the school about, hey man, costume ball coming up. Kelly just didn't assume Zach was going to, I don't know. (sighs) This show, man, I tell you. (sighs) Anyway, Lisa tells Kelly that they're looking for a waitress at the Max, and Kelly gets excited, and she says that she'll check it out during lunch. Screech says that he's going to the ball as Mel Gibson, And Lisa suggests that Screech go as the Invisible Man, to which Screech replies that he would, but he doesn't know what he looks like. (laughs) Which is true, but that's a a cool little, that's a funny little joke, man. I like that joke. I I got a little chuckle out of that. The bell rings to begin classes, and Jesse reminds the group that band practice is, uh, uh, is after school that day. Kelly panics a little, which, uh, as I now re- think of this, actually, why did Kelly panic? We're, we'll get to why I'm wondering why the hell she panicked. Why was Kelly so concerned about... She, Kelly says that she can't... That if she gets the job, she can't... She won't be able to do the band. So, we'll get to why that makes no sense, but... Uh, a lot of stuff already don't make sense. Including $50. <laughs> I'm going to be bugging you all about that this whole episode. Anyway, Zach gives Kelly a peck on the cheek and tells her that getting a job is more important than the band. We then go off to the max where Kelly is filling out an application for the manager, for the manager, Jeff. Kelly continues to put herself over as Jeff looks at her application. And then he looks at her and says, nothing. I'm a dude. He didn't have to say anything. I knew what he was thinking. And he says, no, he says nothing until Kelly asks him if everything's okay. Jeff snaps out of his penis-in-the-brain thoughts, and he continues looking over the application. And Kelly asks Jeff why she's never seen him around. And Jeff says that he just transferred to the area, and he's a, he's a sophomore at UCLA, so he's, he's pretty much robbing the cradle here. Well, spoiler alert. Jeff tells Kelly that he'd like to hire her, but the owner is looking for someone with experience. Kelly says that she has experience, that she has a big family, and sets the dinner table for nine people several times a week. Jeff agrees to hire her on a probationary basis, and Kelly gets excited 
as Scott Wolf, who is still, uh, he's still an uncredited waiter in this show, or just character, a person in the show. Scott Wolf is still here, but he totally gets in Kelly's way, forcing him to spill his drinks all over the place. So way to go, Scott Wolf. This is for you. Getting in Kelly's way as she was just so excited she couldn't hide it. And there's Scott Wolf to just ruin it all by bumping it. Well, by being there when she decides to bump into him. So, Scott Wolf, I love ripping on you, bro. <laughs> we then go back to Bayside for a meeting in Belding's office. And don't forget, this year, no Mr. Belding costumes. <laughs> Mrs. Belding gets confused easily. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And all the boys who dress as girls must still use the boys' room, understood? All right, Mr. V. All right, I'd like to discuss the coronation ceremony of the king and queen. Hey, that's a good idea. Where should Kelly and I stand? Behind Jesse and me with all the other losers. Yeah, that's what you think. All right, now, all right. Lisa, Ollie, what about decorations? Oh, well, decorations committee hit a minor snag. What's a snag? There are no decorations. We have no money. Oh, but we were hoping to hang Screech from the ceiling. Hey, I refuse to be a pinata again. Forget it. Any extra money was already budgeted for a DJ. Then why don't we just forget about the DJ and give Lisa money to decorate the gym? Our band will play for free. Are you kids any good? Are you kidding? We're better than MC Hammer. And I'd like to hit you with MC's hammer. You can play, but on one condition. I get to sing one song with the band. See, I'm a rocker from way back. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, man, when I watched this episode for this review, Bayside Buddy Amy, SeaRoneGrapers.com, and heard that they were going to sing, I thought, oh, God, they're going to sing. <laughs> but it, 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 it's even worse when we get to the... Uh, <laughs> The Friends Forever episode. Uh, that is going to be cringe as hell, that episode. <laughs> anyway, we then go to the max where Kelly is now waitressing. Two customers with greed. They're just dressed as greasers straight out of the movie Grease. With a pissy attitude and all. And they're not happy with their order. As, uh, as um, Sid. <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be Sid and Nancy. And the dude's name is actually Sid. He says, his, Nancy says that Sid didn't order mayo on his sandwich. And they want to talk to the manager. But Kelly tries to apologize when Jeff jumps in and tells Kelly that the customer is always right. Except in this case. He takes Sid and Nancy's sandwich, tells them to basically get GTFO. As the ladies in the studio audience go, woo! And Kelly apologizes to Jeff and tells her... Or sorry, he she apologizes and Jeff tells her that it wasn't her fault. She's doing a great job and not to let any friggin' ass clown customers bother her. Unironically, when Zack and Screech arrive together. <laughs> Speaking of ass clowns. <laughs> Kelly takes uh, Screech and Zack's orders and then she points out, she points over to Jeff like, this is, that's Jeff, that's my boss. Screech, upon hearing this, tries to put Kelly over by loudly praising her. Jeff comes by to stop by the table, and Screech puts Kelly over some more. Jeff and Kelly then leave the table, and Kelly tells Jeff that, you know, that her, that Zack and Screech are friends of hers, and they're just trying to make her look good. And Jeff replies that 
they don't have to try because Kelly looks pretty good already which flusters Kelly quite a little bit or not a little bit quite a bit <sighs> Zach <laughs> oh Zach what are you doing man <laughs> we then go to Kelly at home in her room where she's counting her tips when Zach arrives Kelly tells him that she got the job and officially and she made $22 in tips they give each other a hug Zach then pulls out a dress that he got for Kelly so that she can wear the costume ball and Kelly loves it but she tells Zach that she has to work the night of the ball. Zach tries to convince Kelly to ask for just one night off, but Kelly is she's iffy about the idea because she just got the job and she can't just ask for time off so soon, which makes sense. I've worked with uh, some people in the past who were hired and then literally a month later they requested a month off because people are insane. $50. <laughs> Kelly, then, Kelly then apologizes to Zach and he's bummed out and we go to break. And after the break, Zach is practicing. Or sorry, the Zach attack is practicing. Was it me? It's been me all morning. What's the problem? Uh, I just can't stop thinking about Kelly. Well, I can't stop thinking about Denzel Washington, but I'm still able to live my life. Uh, I'm just bummed. And so after that little bit of practice, Zach tells the group that he's bummed because Kelly won't ask for the night off so she can go to the ball. Slater then suggests that Zach asks Kelly boss for the night off for her. And Zach says that's not a bad idea. So we twirly wipe to not a bad idea, and we go back to the max where Jeff, Jeff is finishing giving Scott Wolf a piece of his mind. <laughs> I love ripping on the dude, man. <laughs> uh, he was in Party of Five, but I never watched that show. As I said, previous episodes of Bayside Buddy, I only know Scott Wolf from the background character in Saved by the Bell and in the movie Go. He was awesome in Go. So, but so no, there's no hatred. I just love ripping on him. <laughs> Ah, anyway, <laughs> friggin' pretty boy. Give him that talking too. <sighs> anyway, after Scott Wolf has got the hammer laid down to him, and he's told to get out of here, <laughs> Zach arrives, and Zach reintroduces himself to Jeff and mentions that he's Kelly's boyfriend, meaning Zach is Kelly's boyfriend. Okay, Zach is Kelly's boyfriend. For the time being. Jeff says that Kelly never mentioned a boyfriend. And Zach says that that might be because Jeff's over. He's just working Kelly too hard. Jeff and Zach then sit down. And Zach uh, tells Jeff that Kelly's an only child. Despite of course what Kelly told Jeff in order to get the job. And having a big family. And Zach says that Kelly's dad's birthday is on Saturday. And if Kelly isn't there. It would break her father's already weak heart. Jeff plays along for a second until he tells Zach that he knows that Kelly actually has six brothers and sisters. Zach acts mind-boggled and he says that it is, he just thought all those people were her, were Kelly's short aunts and uncles. <laughs> ah, little midgets. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Zach comes clean and... Hey, hey, Gen X, man, deal with it. Zach comes clean and tells Jeff about the costume ball. Kelly was too afraid to ask for the night off. 
Jeff gets up and says it's no problem and that he'd be happy to, be, to give Kelly the night off, which surprises Zach. Zach then tells Jeff that Kelly, t- yeah, he says, Kelly told me you were a nice guy. And Jeff replies, huh, she did? That's nice. And then Jeff looks down to the ground with his impure thoughts. <laughs> I'm a dude, I know what he was thinking. We then go back to Kelly's house where she's hanging out with Lisa and Jesse. And Jeff's majoring in pre-law with a minor in romance languages. <laughs> I've heard that line before. <laughs> it's not a line, Lisa. He's so nice once you get to know him. Well, I feel like I've known him my whole life. You've been blabbing about him all night. Have not. Yes, you have. I know everything about him but his shoe size. Ten and a half. <laughs> you were in the bathroom. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I think you've got a thing for this guy. Get out. Just because he's hot. I mean, kind of good-looking doesn't mean I like him. I don't know, Kelly. You seem pretty hung up on this guy. I am not. Come on, he's my boss. Yeah, and I bet you guys have a very professional relationship. Yes, and speaking of relationships, whatever happened to that cute guy you used to date? I think his name is Zach. Guys, I still love Zach. Jeff's just a a new friend, that's all. Yeah, right, and Agni's a (laughs) turn-on. Yeah, you tell him, Kelly, just because Jeff's hot, pause. (sighs) Anyway, we then go to the max where Kelly and Jeff are finishing cleaning up for the night. And Kelly's happy because she's made over $30 in tips. Jeff congratulates her and says that uh, Kelly deserves the night off, which uh, should be too late since they're closing, right? I don't know, maybe the max closes at about 5 the show, I tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> anyway, Jeff tells Kelly that everyone's talking about this costume ball and asks her why she isn't going. And Kelly says that she just got the job and therefore she can't just ask for time off already. And Jess, Jeff says that if she'd like to go to, then to the ball, and she should. And Kelly wonders if Jess will miss Jeff will miss her there. And hot Jeff replies that, of course I'll miss you. I always miss you when you're gone. Kelly smiles big time. They compliment each other back and forth. Kelly tells him that he's such a nice guy. She looks down at the table as she's all just confused. And this is when Jeff places his filthy hand <laughs> on her chin, lifts her up, lifts her chin up, and gives her a plants one on her smacker. Then they both stand up. And they both make out with each other again real quick as Kelly then snaps out of it and says that she's got to get going and she quickly leaves Jeff with his impure thoughts. And after a commercial break, we're back at the max where Jeff is wearing a a, a Dr. Huxtable sweater if I've ever seen one. If you anyone who remembers the Cosby show, the Huxtables and how friggin' um, Heathcliff Huxtable, played by Bill Cosby, would wear those just real designer sweaters. Well, that's what Jeff was wearing here. <laughs> so Jeff and his Huxtable sweater tell Kelly that uh, they hope that the kiss didn't cause any problems. And Kelly says that the problem is that she liked it. And this is just as Zach and the rest of the gang arrive, forcing Kelly and Jeff and his Huxtable sweater to scatter like cockroaches when the lights turned on. <laughs> <sighs> Not that I'm ripping on the Huxtable sweater, but I've owned a couple Huxtable sweaters in my day. 
especially in the '90s, because they were they were they were big. So what you gonna do? The gang take a seat, and Zach says that the one thing about Kelly's new job is that she's a knockout in the uniform. Slater agrees with this, and he says, "You can say that again." Jesse then gives Slater a little elbow, and Slater replies, "No, you won't say that again." <laughs> I love meathead comedy. I love it. (laughs) Zach invites Kelly to sit down for a second, but Kelly doesn't think she should. Zach tells the group that Kelly's boss gave her the night off so she can go to the ball. And they all go, yay. Kelly sits down and the group wonder what they're going to do about building as he still wants to sing a song with them. Jeff pops by to say hello to everybody. And Zach puts his arm around Kelly, who's now sitting down with him, which I already mentioned. Sorry. In my notes, just saying. Just thinking about what I'm going to do with that $50. <laughs> anyway, Zach puts his... He's, out, he's got his arm around Kelly. He's like he's, he's flaunting his queen in front of Jeff in his Huxtable sweater. And Zach thanks Jeff in his Huxtable sweater for giving Kelly the night off. As Jeff and his Huxtable sweater look at Kelly and they look at each other awkwardly. And, uh, obviously something going on. Don't know why they have to make it so obvious in, in, in public, but it's, it's TV. They do that all the time, especially in soap operas. I remember I would watch the occasional soap opera with my mom and my sisters back in the day. And you would see the characters just, they would say, I love you and smile. And then they'd hug and then their faces would go, would go all like, Oh, I don't love this person. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're thinking about the fifty dollars. Who knows? Uh, Kelly then Kelly then removes Zach's arm from her shoulder, and she moves a little away from him. She then tells that Zach that she has to work, or she hey, she, no, she says hey, I'm at work, Zach. Basically, Zach, don't 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 profess your love for me in any manner <laughs> while I'm at work. As she moves a little away. And Zach tries to put his arm around her again, and Kelly gets up and leaves to continue working. As Zach and Slater look at each other dumbfounded, keyword being dumb, and Jesse and Lisa look at each other, and they realize what's up, the opposite of dumb. (laughs) We then go back to Bayside, where everything is being set up for the ball. Zach is strumming a few chords on his guitar. Slater is setting up his drums, and Screech is working on his keyboard. Zach asks the guys if they noticed anything different about Kelly at the max. And Screech replies, yeah, she's a waitress now. <laughs> and Zach says that he's feeling like Kelly's given given him the, whole, the cold shoulder. And he asks Slater if he thinks Kelly's digging on somebody else. And Slater says, no way. Because she passed Slater up for Zach. And so there's nobody else to like. <laughs> Ah, oh, Screech, and that, and that didn't even get a laugh, I from what I remember. It didn't get a laugh. I thought that was funny. Maybe he got a chuckle, but I don't know. I don't know. Screech suggests that Kelly might be into him, but... Uh, no, yeah, no. Screech suggests that Kelly might be into him because she brought him an extra pickle. <laughs> and Zach thinks that he's just being paranoid, and Slater agrees... And he asks, where would Kelly meet anyone anyway? Because, I mean, she's always at school. Screech then chimes in that, yeah, 
And then the rest of the time, she's with that good-looking college guy, Jeff, which gets Zach's attention. <laughs> ah, Screech was great in this episode. Just the little bits here and there. Ah, I love it. We then go to later on as the costume ball is now underway and students are dancing to the tunes of the Zack attack. Uh, Slater is on the drums. Zack is on guitar. Uh, Lisa is on bass guitar. Screech is on the keyboard. And Jesse is the lead vocals with Zack and Lisa. Yeah, is Lisa doing backup side vocals. Anyway, they finish their song and Zack heads over to Kelly who is by herself. Looking sad, having impure thoughts. Zach tries to talk to Kelly, saying that the song that they just played was written for her by Zach, but Kelly's mind is obviously elsewhere. She goes off to get some punch, and Zach tries to go with her, but Kelly says that she basically says, No, no, I can get it myself, thank you. And Zach just is stopped dead in his tracks. He now realizes something's up. Jesse heads off to go talk to Kelly. And Kelly tells Jesse that she just doesn't feel right. She says that she's there with Zach, and he's the he's 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 the greatest. He's great, but all she can think about is Jeff. Belding then grabs the mic, and it's time to announce the king and queen of the costume ball. And the winners are Zach and Kelly are the king and queen. Zach and Kelly are the winners because they actually, you know, entered the contest. You know, just saying. <laughs> Kelly and Zach then take center stage and Zach tells he tells Kelly that she's the most beautiful queen he's ever seen and Kelly replies with thanks Jeff <laughs> which stuns the both of them <laughs> as Belding presents them their crowns Zach whispers to Kelly that they need to talk outside and later on the band is waiting for Zach to return as they don't know if they should st- just play without him. And uh, this is what this is what confused me. Kelly was all like, if I got a job, I can't be in the band. Well, she was there at the dance when they performed earlier, but she was out on the da- she was on the floor just having impure thoughts about Jeff Boy. So the writing on this show sometimes just makes no sense at all, but hey, what you gonna do? <sighs> anyway, they just they decide to go ahead, Slater and Jesse decide to go ahead and play without Zach as it's the, as it's the last dance. And the band, the band, uh, the Zachless attack, perform "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You" by Michael Bolton. Only Jesse and Slater are now doing the vocals. They sing together and they look into each other's eyes. As I cringed the hell out at Slater lip singing to someone else's voice. <sighs> but it's it's gonna get worse when we hit the uh, Friends Forever episode. Oh my God! Anyway. We then head outside. I know there's something going on between you and Jeff. Please, just talk to me. I don't know how to say this. It's just that Jeff and I have been working together, and... Do you really like him? No. Yes. I don't know. It's just all happening so fast. Kelly, what happened? I, I, I thought you loved me. I do love you, Zach. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Not for us. I didn't want to hurt you for anything in the whole world. I thought we'd always be together. Zach, I'm so sorry. I miss you, Kelly. Well, hey, how about one last dance? Like that. 
we still be friends? Forever. Oh boy. We then get a to be continued on the screen and the credits. And I gotta say props to Mark Paul Glop Mark Paul Zach and Tiffany Amber Theason on this scene. They couldn't pull out any tears, but it was still a little heartbreaking. I felt it a little choked up. Speak maybe maybe because I mean yeah I noticed I was looking for tears I thought maybe they'd be able to pull it off I, they, there was a point where it's it actually seemed like Mark Paul was actually gonna cry but it they just didn't but still because it, it's Zach and Kelly and they Zach they was pursuing Kelly this freaking two full seasons and and then Jeff happened so way to go Jeff Dick. Anyway, that was season three, episode one of Saved by the Bell. We go on to season, sorry, season three, episode two. This one is called Zack's Birthday. And this one aired the same night that the previous episode, Last Dance, aired. September 14th, 1991. And this is weird because it does, well, uh, so we, we start this episode at a beach club called the Malibu Sands where Zach tells us that he and the gang landed jobs this summer at the beach club. So it's not to be continued. Even though these two episodes premiered on the same night, apparently they aired these two episodes back to back. So it's almost like Saved by the Bell has a multiverse and there's two different stories going on. I mean, as we go through season three, we're probably going to figure it out because I'm pretty sure on the next episode of Bayside Buddy A, me, Hippie Para, episode uh, 19, will be the actual continuation of the love triangle, Zach, Kelly, and Jeff. So maybe they had two different storylines going on in season three, hence the multiverse. So I'm fine with it because I liked the Beach Club episodes. So anyway, the club owner gives his new staff a pep talk telling them, that working there is not going to be what they expect. There's going to be no fun in the sun. There's going to be no girls on the beach. And there's going to be no money in their pockets. And it's not going to be the best summer ever. And they, they could just forget if forget it if they think that that's what it's going to be. Which Zach did think it was going to be via his mind talk earlier. And he, the owner tells the group that the motto of the club is that the club members are always right. And this confuses Screech. As he asks, what if, a, what if a member says that the earth is flat? Should he correct him? Zach tell, steps in and tells the owner that Screech is... Ba- well, he basically tells the owner that Screech is a moron. And Zach introduces himself to the owner as the new head waiter. The owner decides to change Zach's position instead to social director, and Zach likes that. The owner then moves on, and he's he sees Kelly, and he's surprised that Kelly was, was hired as a lifeguard because she's so small. But Slater vouches for Kelly, and the club owner asks, he refers to Slater as Beef Boy, and see, he says, who asked you, Beef Boy? Exactly, Slater, shut up. <laughs> Slater there with his shorts on and nothing else, making the rest of us look like we just were nothing. It's for you, Slater, just a second. Boo! Yeah, many of those for you, Slater. Anyway, Jesse is offended that the owner has a problem with Kelly being a lifeguard because she's a woman... And he, and he gives Kelly the role of receptionist. He gives Jesse the role of receptionist because of her big mouth. Zach then tells the owner that it's his birthday. Zach's birthday on Saturday. 
and he'd like permission to leave a little early that day. And the owner says, sure, Zach, you can leave early. And Zach is like, yay. And the owner says that if you do leave early, you're fired. <laughs> the group then gets to work, and we move on to later on, where Zach comes across two girls sunbathing, and he offers to lotion them up. Meanwhile, Screech is working on the beach as a waiter, and he takes order, an order from Slater, and he wants to know what Slater wants, and Slater wants a soda, and Screech says, do you want to... A regular soda or a diet soda or a soda or a club soda or uh, this kind of soda. And Slater says, Screech, just shut the hell up and give me my drink. We then head over to Kelly where she's getting hit on by a club member. And she basically tells him to piss off. The club owner then arrives and tells Kelly not to flirt with the members. And the club owner then leaves before Kelly can tell him that she wasn't do the one doing the flirting. Slater arrives and Kelly is pissed that she got in trouble. We then go to inside where Zach is sitting alone in the dining room area when Screech arrives to take Zach's order to practice being a waiter. Lisa shows up as, as uh, Lisa's not working there. Lisa is a member of the club via her rich parents. So that is how they got their job at the club. And uh, Zach tells Lisa that the club specials, sorry, Screech tells Lisa that the club specials are linguini, fettuccine, or eeny meeny tortellini. <laughs> and the, the club owner arrives and greets Lisa and asks Zach, Why the hell? What are you doing here, Zach? Why are you here? And Zach says that he's on his lunch break, and the owner says that, Hey, the dining room is for members only. Lisa then jumps in and she says that Zach is her friend and she wants to have lunch with him, to which the owner caves and sucks up to Lisa. And he approves of Zach being there. Until he leaves and tells Zach to never be eating there again. Not allowed here, Zach. Yep. Not allowed. We then go to, to uh, later on where Jesse is working reception and the club owner doesn't like how she answered the phone. Another call then comes in and the owner grabs the phone real quick to take the call. And he monologues for a little too long about the club and how great it is before the caller cuts him off. And apparently asks about family discounts. And the owner says that we don't do family discounts. Not even to you, Mom. And he hangs up. <laughs> Lisa arrives with Kelly and Slater and says that Zach's party, uh, his surprise party is on for Friday at her parents' beach house. Okay. And they agree that now that, the, that a time and place has been set, it's time to start inviting people. Now, when, when Kelly says that the party's on at her parents' beach house... That means that she got permission from her parents, right? Well, we'll see. The writers on this show, they're really slipping. <laughs> anyway, Slater says, you know, as far as inviting people, do not tell Screech because uh, he's a blabbermouth. Well, Zach then arrives and Lisa and Kelly and Slater leave. Zach tells Jesse that things aren't going too great because the club owner, Karosi, we found out his name is Karosi, he's, uh, he's basically a dickhead in... Maybe working there that summer was a bad idea. That is when the super awesome Leah Remini arrives on scene. Maybe working here wasn't such a good idea. I take that back. <laughs> Hi there. Can I help you? Maybe. I'm looking for someone. Oh, aren't we all? And sometimes we get lucky and find that someone we're looking for. That's so profound. 
for uh, Leon Carosi? What do you want to see that jerk for? Because that jerk's my father. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just kidding. Guess what? You're on Totally Hidden Video. <laughs> Lee is awesome, man. I love Leah Remini, especially these days with her crusade against Scientology. Sorry, not sorry. If you ever get a chance, uh, check out the episode of the Joe Rogan show that she did where she talks about her life in Scientology and leaving. It's uh, it's an awesome one, and I love her New York accent. So, yeah. Anyway, I only know Lisa Remini from this, Saved by the Bell, and uh, the one appearance she made in Who's the Boss. I, never, I think she's in Queen of, King of Queens. I never watched that show, but... I she's great man I love that New York accent so check out that episode of Joe Rogan she did about Scientology it was good I've listened to it many many times after the break Kelly's doing a run on the beach and she arrives back at Lisa's beach house where she uh, Jesse and Lisa are staying for the summer Jesse wonders uh, how Kelly can get up and go for a run at 6am and Kelly replies that, that it's easy because Jesse's snoring woke her up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yep. Jesse and Kelly have a little bicker back and forth when Lisa arrives and asks who made the mess of clothes in the bathroom. And Kelly s- says that it was messy Jesse. <laughs> Zach, Screech, and Slater arrive and offer to take the girls for breakfast. And Jesse likes this idea. She asks, you know, so where are we going to go? And Slater, he replies, right here, mama. And he asks Jesse to make him some French toast. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I love meathead. I love meathead comedy, man. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, Mario Lopez pulled it off great as Slater, man. I love it. Anyway, the girls refuse to make friggin' beef boy breakfast. And then Kelly and the gang rip on Zach for screwing up, screwing up with the owner's daughter the previous day. Zach then assumes or assures them that by the end of the day, the daughter will be eating out of his hands. We then go on to later, where it's uh, pre the pre-opening pep talk, and uh, now Leah Remini, who is introduced by her dad as well, not her dad, her character dad as Stacy. So her character's name is Stacy, and she's joined her dad in pepping up the crew with this pep talk, and she is now announced as the assistant manager, and she's in charge of the summer help. And her dad hands her the reins and he leaves as Slater snickers to Zach about working for a woman. Stacy overhears, overheard Slater and he, she asks him if he'd like to share what he share his thoughts. And Slater says that it's great working for a woman. <laughs> Stacy replies that she doesn't want to be thought of as a woman, but as their boss. Zach then chimes in and suggests referring to Stacy as a boss woman. Stacy apologizes to Zach and says that, you know, she says that I'm from the East Coast and uh, she asks if that was California humor dude. Was that California humor dude? She basically rips on Zach for being a California dude and all that stereotype stuff, surfer boy, that kind of stuff. Zach says that he was just trying to be funny and Stacy tells him to try harder next time. So uh, Stacy's got a, she's a very uh, hard, hard line. And she then tells the group that all she demands from them is their best and if they do that, everything will be fine. And she then asks Dude Boy Zach if he has any more punchlines, and he says no. Slater then mocks Zach for supposedly having Stacy eating out of his hand. And we then go to later on where Zach is playing some beach volleyball with a group of female members. 
And Zack offers to give one of the ladies instructions on how to serve because she says she doesn't know how to serve a volleyball. And while he's giving her instructions and rubbing her arm a little too close because of his impure thoughts, this is when Stacy shows up. And she tells Zack that that's enough. And she pulls Zack aside and tells him that he's not being paid to socialize with the members. Zack then reminds Stacy that he's the social director. And he was just being social. Stacy mocks Zack for being a California guy and warns him against overdoing it on the socializing, or he'll be fired. Zack tells her to lighten up, but Stacy isn't having any of it. And she just wants Zack to do his job and she leaves. And we then go to Jesse at the club reception where she's on the phone going over arrangements for Zack's birthday cake. Zack arrives and quick, Jesse quickly hangs up. And Zack is, he's just not happy. And he says that he's had it. As he took the job, so he, he only took the job so he can get a car and meet some girls. But instead he's being hassled by Mr. Karosi and his daughter. Screech then shows up and says that he loves his job as he's counting a bunch of bills that he made in tips. He tells Zack that the real money is in food service. And Zack tells Screech that if he can't get near the money, he'll bring the money to him. As he grabs Screech and they head off. Lisa then arrives looking stressed and tells Jesse that she forgot to ask her parents about using the beach house for Zack's party. And now her parents are using the house for their own party the night of Zack's birthday. So... Earlier, Lisa said the party was on. Everything's good to go. Except the fact that she didn't actually get the okay to use the beach house. I don't know. Whatever. But then again, kids that age do that kind of stuff, man. They they just assume. Lisa's just a big assumer. That's one of her the few problems with Lisa. Is that she's a big assumer. I'm sure she totally would have gone for the 50 bucks, but yeah. What are you, you going to do? Anyway, uh, we then head out to the beach where Kelly and Slater are doing their lifeguard work, which is sitting on a big one of those big lifeguard stands. And Slater is scoping out the female talent on the beach via, via some binoculars. Screech then shows up on the beach wearing a full hot dog costume and doing he's barking for Zack about buying some hot dogs, which we see Zack selling on the beach with a hot dog cart. The club owners, Mr. Carosi, sees this and he, he tells Zack that he's stealing business from his dining room. Zack tells Carosi that the club property line ends at this point, right here where Zack's hot dog stand is. And Zack's hot dog stand is off of the property and it's on public property, thus making him well within his rights to sell hot dogs there. Zack tells Carosi that he'd have no problem, however, giving up the business if he were making as much money as a waiter. Karosi reluctantly agrees to make Zack a waiter, but warns him that if he screws up one time, he's out of there. And after a commercial break, Zack is in the club dining room working as a waiter, and he's wooing a bunch of the members. And this is when he sees Stacy at a table, and uh, he goes up and says, hey. Miss Karosi, I'd advise you to leave before your dad has a cow. Employees are not allowed to dine with the members. Those rules don't apply to the boss's daughter. Oh. Now, may I have a menu? Why, certainly. There you go. Now, uh, what about the specials? Well, a lot of girls think I'm pretty special. <laughs> Look, surfer boy, that wise guy's style does not suit this club. Okay, okay. We have a rosemary chicken and a grilled salmon plate. 
Well? Well? You're supposed to ask me if I'd like anything to drink. Oh, excuse me, Miss Grossi. Zach, I need to borrow a comb. Well, I like a waiter who's concerned about his appearance. Here, you can borrow mine. Thanks. I'll be right back. You know, you can learn a lot from your friend. At least his shirt was tucked in. Oh, give me a break. Don't use that tone with me. Look, if you like Screech so much, why don't you ask him to be your waiter and I'll go surf? Oh, thanks. I spilled fettuccine in Mrs. Mahoney's hair and I had to comb it out. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Again, Leah, Leah Remini is so awesome, man. I probably should check out King of Queens. I probably won't, but she's great. It's great, great, great. Especially these days, man. That New York accent, that Joe Rogan episode where, like, for example, the way she says coffee. She says it as if there's a W after the C. So she says it like coffee. I, I love it. She's awesome. Leah Remini, everybody. Go check out that podcast episode, Joe Rogan Show. And we then go on to later where Lisa and Slater suggest having Zach's party after hours at the beach club. And Zach then arrives and he's pissed. And in in doing so, there is a punching bag at the for the uh, staff in the clubhouse. Which is a good thing to have at a lot of workplaces. I, I know a workplace that can sure use one of these. Just saying. Anyway, Zach then arrives and he's, he's pissed and he just lays this big roundhouse on the punching bag. Very, very powerful. Very good punch. Stacy then arrives and she wants to speak with Zach alone. If you'd like to keep your job, you'd better get back to the dining room. Okay, but not because you told me to, because I need the money. Can't all be little spoiled brats. What do you mean I by mean, that? you'd rather play assistant manager in Princess Carosi than be anybody's friend. You're too busy looking down your nose at us to see what we're really like. You know, you don't even belong in this lounge, so why don't you just stay out of it? It's for real employees. Yes, like I said, I love Leah Remini, but Stacy needed that talking to, man. She needed that. Just lighten up, man. Just lighten up and say coffee. Just say coffee over and over. And uh, we'll be fine. We then go to Lisa on the beach giving Kelly the update on Zach's party. And during this update, Kelly notices a club member who is out in the ocean or beach a little too far. And he blows. She, she tells him to, uh, she grabs a bullhorn and tells him that there's a strong undertow today. And that he needs to, to come in a little more. And this dude blows her a kiss. And Kelly goes back to listening to Lisa's uh, in update about Zach's party, but only for about five seconds before Kelly looks out again and spots that the guy is now having trouble. And Kelly runs out to save him. Car- Mr. Carosi then arrives and asks, you know, what's going on? And he panics when Lisa tells him that Kelly, of that Kelly of all people, is out to rescue a club member from drowning. And Carosi's like, Kelly? She's a woman. <laughs> no, but no, he's... He's like, Kelly, oh no. He says something about there's here goes another lawsuit. Kelly but Kelly rescues the guy and Karosi is relieved as now he knows that he's found the very best in Kelly Kapowski. And we then go to nighttime where Slater, Screech, and Zach show up at the clubhouse after closing time. And Zach asks Slater's where the three hot dates they're supposed to meet are. 
Man, Zack sure gets over Kelly quick, don't he? See, that's what that's what I'm telling you, multiverse. So I wonder why they aired them like this, or did they do it on purpose to have two different stories going? Um, that's just it's weird, but I'm fine with it. I'll go with both storylines. Why not? Anyway, Slater leads Zack to the dining room where the lights are turned off, and a group of people yell, "Surprise!" Scott Wolf isn't there because he wasn't invited. <laughs> <sighs> they start the party before twirly wiping to later on where Zack's cake is being presented. Zack blows out the candles and is about to make a wish when Mr. Carosi arrives and he tells the group that they better all wish for new jobs. Zack tells Carosi, uh, no sorry, Carosi tells the group that they're all fired. Zack tells Carosi not to blame them because it, it was his party. Jesse then tells Kurosi to not blame Zack as it was her idea. And then Stacy shows up and she tells her dad to not blame the group because she told them that they could have the party at Zack's party as a goodwill gesture to the new employees. And she says that she tried to tell her dad about it, but he was just too damn busy. <sighs> her dad then tells her to keep him better informed of her shenanigans and he leaves. Stacy tells Zack that she did what she did because of what he said in the lounge. See, well done, Zack. She needed that talking to. <sighs> she says that even spoiled brats have their moments. Stacy says good nights and starts to head out. Zack tells her that if she wants to get him a present, he needs a new surfboard. And he gives her the hang ten, and we get the credits. And an end of a end of the episode, which I, I like these beach episodes. I dug them. I don't know how, I don't know if, if everybody dug them. I liked them. It was very, very, in my opinion, kind of. It was very taking a chance, risky, leaving the comfort, if you will, of the Bayside High. But I liked the beach episodes a lot. I thought they were great. So that was the that was the end of episode two, season three of Saved by the Bell. Ah. <sighs> You know what? Maybe I'll pitch in to give Zach. Maybe I'll pitch in fifty bucks to give Zach that uh, surfboard. I suddenly have fifty extra dollars. <laughs> anyway, that was Saved by the Bell, but a sorry Bayside buddy episode eighteen, a Saved by the Bell podcast, available at, at uh, cerealandgrapejuice.com via SoundCloud, also iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Join me next time for season three, episodes three and four, entitled "The Aftermath," which. Based on the thumbnail of uh, Saved by the Bell Wiki is the actual continuation of the Jeff, Zach, Kelly love triangle. And episode 4, The Game, which I think continues the beach thing. So, it's like they alternated. So, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this multiverse thing. I like it, man. Saved by the Bell multiverse. <sighs> I like it so much, I might just buy something for $50. Anyway, that was Bayside Buddy Saved by the Bell podcast. Tell everybody about it. And for all of you who are now thinking, oh man, I could have won 50 bucks. Boo! I won 50 bucks and I didn't even have to enter. Join me next time. Bayside Buddy, we will see you then. Have a lovely day, week, evening, month, year, life, sexual encounter, whatever you're about to do. Make it lovely. We'll see you next time.